Hi, you're listening to A Wellbeing and I'm Katie Jane. I'm so pleased you're listening in today. Thanks for being here. I'm sharing a beautiful conversation today, a beautiful, compassionate conversation with my very dear friend, Steph. And um, I'm really, really pleased to be sharing this on this podcast. Steph is a yoga and mindfulness teacher and she has a background in mental health and and counselling and yeah we have a lot of a lot of similarities and a lot of things that we are aligned with in um, yeah, and what we've done and what we've had experience with in the past and working with our clients um, and Steph's just someone who I just yeah just always love having a conversation with she's just beautiful and down to earth and has such a gorgeous spirit so Steph thanks for being here today Thank you, Katie. That was such a heartwarming introduction. <laughs> it's so lovely. It's really nice doing these, actually. I'm doing this over Zoom to anyone listening in today. So, um, and I can see Steph's face. So it's so lovely just to see her face and to have a conversation. But if anyone's listened into an earlier episode, um, I just invite you just to imagine that you're sitting with Steph and I together and joining in on a conversation. Um, these are recorded very much in the moment and unedited. Um, no pre-planned questions or anything like that. We're just having a conversation about some things that are on our hearts and on our minds to share as support for listeners. Um, and as always, I just encourage you, if we were sitting outside, you would hear some background noise. If we were sitting in a cafe together over a coffee, it would be the same. So the idea is that these are natural. So let go of the expectation for the audio to be perfect because it won't be. And I'll be really honest that I'm sitting in a room, in my room at home today because I've been in isolation and um, I'm feeling desperate for some fresh air. So I've actually got my front door open and you might hear some nature and noise from, from people outside as well. So I apologise for that, but, you know, just listen in and, and let the perfection go. So thanks, Steph. I just wanted to just say that before we jump in and have a conversation. Yeah, sure. How are you today? I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've had a nice, um, gentle, calm start to the day and the sun is out, which always, you know, adds some more joy to my day when I see the sun out because I, yeah. I just love it being outside and in the sun. So yeah, I'm feeling good today, but just taking it moment by moment as you would yeah, know. Yeah. So, yeah. So now good <laughs> and happy to be chatting with you, of course. Moment by moment and day by day, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, Steph, what does at the moment, what does your um, calm start to a day look like? Oh, so <laughs> at the moment I'm still doing my similar routine um, in terms of getting up, I mean, I'm sleeping in a little bit more than I used to, perhaps, but that's because I have more time, which feels good to just wake up with no alarm, actually. Um, but then I'm, I'm getting up and doing my usual meditation. So normally 20 to 30 minutes of um, breath awareness meditation, which I've done for quite a number of years now. And it's just a non-negotiable. It's like brushing my teeth in the morning. I have to do it no matter yeah. what. Um, and that sets the, the foundation for me for the day. So I always stick to that. Um, and then afterwards I make my breakfast and I normally just sit and listen to like an inspirational 
video or talk on YouTube. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I normally just play and listen to lots of little recordings or just short things that are very uplifting with music in the background, talking about topics that are very positive and uplifting for me. And yeah. I just like to sort of fill my brain with that, those kinds of things first thing in the morning while I have my breakfast really nice and slow and not rush into the day. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. And I have been doing that for a while as well. And then afterwards I might do a little bit of stretching or movement. Um, normally I would do my yoga practice first thing, but now because I've got my days free, I'm doing it sometimes later in the day or outside in the sun. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the day. So that's my morning. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> sounds very calming. Yeah. yeah. So I was interested that you listen to some uplifting, but you look at them on YouTube, yeah? Not rather than listening to a podcast, you look at them on YouTube and, yeah? Uh, it's just because I've got a few saved ones there that I've listened to so many times over the years that instantly, as soon as I put it on, it's got some background music and it kind yeah. of just triggers that reaction of, yep, feeling good, uplifted energy in the body. So there's yeah. always music as well and they're kind of the same ones that I, I choose to listen to, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes. Do you have a couple that you can think of to share? Um, so I listened to some on a channel um, by uh, Abraham Hicks, like Law yes. of Attraction. Right. Uh, yes. And they're ones that people have sort of stuck music behind, that it's very okay. ugly music, so they've edited it to make it like that. Um, otherwise, there are some little clips by... Oprah or Tony Robbins that are on YouTube, those motivational yeah. ones, some of their talks. I, I really like the ones where people have put music to it because I just find that that music triggers something in me as soon as I listen to it again and again and it gets yeah. my body and mind back into that space. Um, yeah. So what else? It's mainly those ones, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. do a similar thing in the morning as part of what I do. I um do a meditation practice in the morning mm -hmm. and I don't look at my phone. Um, although since I've been in isolation, I have to be quite mindful of changing this because I have been and really been interested. All these things that I've been so good at doing are creeping back in. Um, but yeah, I um, definitely I listen to music. I don't listen to the motivational things first thing in the morning. So that's actually something that I think could be really beautiful to, to add in. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's Tara Brack. Tara Brack is that Tara mm -hmm. Brack? Yes, yes. Yeah, I've um, yeah, she's just someone who I've been tuning in more recently to, and I was just thinking to myself as I was listening to you speak, she might be someone who will be lovely to listen to as part of a morning routine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my morning routine is I do a meditation, Vedic meditation. So we're both meditators, but different types of meditation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to talk to you about yours in a sec. Um, and yeah, and then just having breakfast and listening to some beautiful music. And I'm really mindful of doing those things before I switch on technology, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm old fashioned in the way that I will listen to music in other forms off my computer. I still have a radio. That's oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, and I like, I do sometimes like to listen to the news on the radio. That is something. So I guess it's not uplifting at the moment, but it is, um, something that I like to just have on in the background and 
it's something that I'm being conscious of at the moment is my intake of news and when I choose to intake my news because I do want to listen to it once a day mm-hmm. and I'm finding that the mornings some, can sometimes be um, a nicer time to listen to it than in the afternoons because I feel like if I listen to it too late in the afternoon, um, I can get a bit more stressed or overwhelmed or anxious. Yeah, so, oh, sure. yeah. Anyway, okay. it sounds beautiful, your routine. I love it. Yeah. Tell me about you've, I know that you've been doing um, your meditate, your meditation and breath work um, for a long time now. So maybe you'd like to share with us a bit about that and your practice. Sure. So most of my kind of my experience or training with meditation has been with, um, I guess, more West mindfulness but also eastern views of meditation so through the buddhist different buddhist traditions and also the yogic tradition yep. um, originally i i sort of fell into it without going too much into the story but i i fell into it because i was i was doing my counseling studies and it came up an opportunity for me to do a diploma in mindfulness therapy yeah and i thought that would be a great add-on to my counseling skills as a practitioner absolutely Um, yeah yeah and so but through that course I had to do all the exercises myself as a participant and that's when I just wow was blown away by the power of of this mindfulness practice that had been adapted from other eastern traditions but was I guess more westernized in a sense and um, at that same time I was starting to do a bit of yoga so I was learning a bit about the yogic view of meditation Um, but I also became a little obsessed at that time about reading even more about mindfulness from the different Buddhist traditions. So I went to the, I just remember going to the library, getting a whole heap of books on Buddhism and their view of the mind and their view of, of how they would practice meditation. Um, and I've read a lot, a lot about that. So over the years I've, I've learned about other styles of meditation as well. Um, and done, you know, dabbled in little different things as yeah. we do, try different things. Um, but I always just come back to the very, I guess, straightforward meditation of breath awareness, of using breath, breath awareness. Yeah. yeah. So what does yeah. that involve, Steph? How could someone listening in who's, who would be interested in, in that? Because, you know, I always say that, I mean, I'm, you know, I loved what you said about meditation being a non-negotiable because it's actually such a non-negotiable part of my day. But I do a practice that's 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes in the afternoon. But, you know... I know we all have our own practices and it sounds, you know, when we say meditation, it's, um, I'm always very, very conscious of saying to people that um, research all these different types of meditation so that you can find something that works for you because something that works for us, you know, may not work for someone else. And the whole idea is that you, to find something so that it can be sustainable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm always, even though I love Vedic meditation and I'm so grateful to have found that for myself in my life, um, I'm very aware that that's not for everyone. So I think, anyway, Mm -hmm. someone listening in might not agree, but um, I, yeah, I'm always wanting to explore different types of meditation and um, relaxation and breathing things because as people do their research, they might think, yep, that's really aligned for me. Mm. So that was my long my long spiel of saying, please share in case, you know, because someone might, might resonate with that and think, yeah, I really would like to, to know more about that. 
Yeah, sure. I, I mean, just to say, first off, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm, I think as you would know, I'm never one to say to someone, oh, you should definitely try this meditation or yoga is great for everyone because it's not. I think everyone's very unique. And I think when it comes to meditation, and I've had this question asked to me many times, like, well, which style should I do? And, and yeah. like, you know, yeah. give go. it's very unique because it also depends on what your intention is behind why you want to do it. Yeah. Okay. There's different meditations for relaxation. Maybe some people want to do meditation for um, stress relief. Um, some people want to use it to understand themselves better. So based on your why might determine which style might work better for you. So, you know, just recently, actually last year in September, I went and did my first Vipassana meditation retreat. I don't know if you've heard of them, the 10 day Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone. You told me a bit about it, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, even though that's a quite traditional um, Buddhist meditation, it is different in the sense that you're doing more of a body scan um, through the body and focusing on sensations. And for me, I, I loved it and I loved all the philosophy behind it, but it still didn't totally align with my why. Um, and so I went back to my breath awareness meditation, which for me works really well. And that's aligned with what I want to get out of it. So I guess yeah. that's, it's just something to think about. Um, with the breath awareness meditation, I mean, simply put it is taking your awareness fully to your breath and using yeah. the breath as an anchor for the mind. And I can't remember who it is, but I remember... In one of my trainings, it was explained to me that when you're focusing your attention on your breath and a thought wanders through your mind, the breath is very different to a thought or a feeling or a sensation. So yeah. when you're focusing on the breath, then when a thought or a feeling or a sensation or a distraction, a sound wanders through, you're more able to make that distinction but that there is a difference between the two. And oh, yes. yeah, so, so for me that, that resonates because I've done other meditations where you do focus on a word or yeah. a certain thought and you keep thinking it over and over. And for me, when I first heard this idea of when, we, when you're focusing on the breath, there's nothing else quite like the breath in, in our experience. So it makes it, or can make it easier, not always, but can make it easier to then separate from thoughts and feelings and sensations when you're focusing on the breath. That's just, yeah. that's just one thing that for me kind of stood out yeah. over the years. Um, yeah. the, the second reason why I really love the breath meditation is because it, it's pure mindfulness in action, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm big on mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> mindfulness. yeah. Tell me mindful. more about, tell me more about that. What do you, yeah. Mindfulness in action. Tell me more about that. Well, it, I've explained this a few times and I think to people and it can sound silly, but <laughs> stick with me. The breath, when we take a breath, our breath can only happen in the present moment. There's no way of relieving a breath you've taken in the past and there's no way to be attached to a breath that you haven't had yet in the future. So it's kind of impossible in a sense, you're purely focusing on your current breath that you're taking in this moment to not be present because that breath cannot exist anywhere else than the present moment. So does that, does that make sense? I Absolutely. <laughs> I love that so much, Steph. Yeah. yeah. So that's always really helped me because, 
you know, my goal and my intention is to always be as mindful as possible whenever I can, because I truly believe in the power of being present and being mm. mindful. And I want to live my life in the present moment as much as possible, not, not lost in the past and not drawn into the future too much. So the breath awareness meditation helps me with my own intention and goals. And that's why I think, oh, that's part of why I've stuck to it over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, as always, we teach or we support best in what helps us for ourselves, doesn't it, really? You know, yes. With an openness to other things as well. But, I mean, that's just natural that if you're finding that something is really beneficial in your own life, that you would want to share that with your students, with your yoga students, with your clients. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really love that, what you've just said. It's so pertinent for right now as well with, um, with what we can't control around us. Um, you know, in this situation, which I feel like we're going to be talking about for ages, but, you know, just but let's, you know, we can generalise it to all challenging times and all times of uncertainty where, um, you know, we just don't know what's going to happen or what's, or what's an outcome and all, we don't have any control over anything, but all we have control of is ourselves and this present moment right now. Yeah. And... You're so right, and I just really love that. Um, that. Taking a breath is just really centering us in this present moment. Yeah, and there's a lot of peace that can come with that. Yeah, I remember a period of my of time in my life, and I don't mind saying this at all because I've you know had anxiety in my life, and I had a period of really debilitating panic attacks. Um, don't have them anymore, and I'm very grateful for that. But um, I do remember that breath work was very, very helpful for me during that time. And yeah, just really just, just taking in the breath and being aware of the breath until, until this passes, until that sensation passes, until that says, you know, and to bring it back into the present moment, to mm. bring it back. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So I really understand that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to reflect on that. You're welcome. <laughs> Steph, what does, um, cause you're such a big, um, Share a believer living your life in this way around mindful living. Um, what does mindful living mean to you? And what are some ways that others right now could embrace mindful living? Because it's such a, I ask that because um, I know what it means for me and people who are listening in might know or think what it means for them. And it's one of those sort of buzzwords at times, isn't it, when we talk about mindfulness and mindful living. So, but, you know, you have been, you know, studying it and practising it for a long time now, and now that you're a yoga teacher, even more so. Um, so I would love you to share what it means to you and, yeah, if you had some ways that you felt would be supportive for anyone else to bring mindfulness to their own lives. Yeah, sure. It's a, it's a great question. And, and you're totally right. It can be a bit, of, a bit of a buzzword and I'm big on wanting to make things more practical for people. Like what does that actually mean on a day to day basis and look yes. like? So that is a great question. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this before. I think there's a lot I could probably talk to about what mindful living is, but if you, for me, if I boil it down to one thing, it's really living with intention. And the word intention also is, is a, a word I love. It's not one I've used for, for a long time, but 
um, it's one that when I started my yoga journey, I heard a lot of teachers saying this word, intention, intention, and bring intention to your practice. And I never really understood it. But slowly over the years, as I started to, started to practice more yoga, this idea of living with conscious intention, not just doing things out of habit or autopilot mode, really yeah. consciously thinking about your why behind what you're doing or what you're saying or what you're feeling or your actions, the intention of why. Um, So at a simple level, I think that that's what I would say. Just if someone said, what is mindful living? It's living with conscious awareness. Yeah. Conscious awareness. Yeah. Okay. So does that also mean to you um, that it's bringing it back to the present moment as well? Bringing it back to the, yeah. Okay. Definitely, because I think in a way, if you're, you're taking action when your mind is in a place of the past or the future, it, it's not a truly aligned place, is it really? Because those places only exist in our mind. Yeah. Where you're in the present moment, you're, you're having a more fuller, deeper experience of life. Yeah. And so for me, when I first sort of understood this idea of mindful living and made the decision to say, no, I want to live more mindfully my whole life, not just one aspect, as many aspects as I can. I think it came from my desire to this idea of at the end of my life, whenever that is, I want to be able to look back and sort of say, and say, I lived my life fully. Whether And that includes the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, but at least I lived my life fully. So I experienced yeah. life at a deeper, more richer level, not just skin yeah. surface, just to yeah. get through it, you know? Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of courage to want to live like that because it's not easy yeah. at times, as you would know, because you're facing things head on. You're yeah. feeling at a deeper level. Mm. You're, you're feeling, you're feeling just in itself to feel something rather than to you know, skim through it. So yeah, that's kind of taken me on a tangent. Yeah, no, I love it because it's, it's really, um, for me, it's, I just, the word that came to me was, um, an enriched, an enriched experience of life. Mm. Um, being willing to have an enriched experience of life. Yep. Um, I love the word intention too. Um, when I think of something with intention, I think, um, yeah, it's something that I bring awareness to, something that I'm making a conscious conscious choice about and I'm asking myself why to it. Yep. Um, and for me, I think, yeah, it does just sort of simplify things. It sort of grounds things, anchors things, um, takes away the noise and the clutter and sort of brings it sort of, I don't know, Steph can see my hands of what I'm doing on Zoom, but like bringing it down sort of from out from a broader thing, but within, you know, like we place our hands in front of our chest, you know, like draw it within sort of, and then from that intention space, that's what truly matters. I don't know. Does that... Yeah, that's just yes. what came to my mind as you were talking. Mm. Yes, bringing it back to ourselves and to 
I think the words that come to me when I think of that is bringing it back to my truth and to my center and, yeah. and to my heart. Cause when I think of the word intention, it's very different to a goal or an outcome or something that you want to achieve. It's, and I, I can never remember who told me this once, but I did remember hearing someone say to me that an intention is a heartfelt desire. So it's coming from that heart space. And I love that because yes. we're living most of our, our life in our minds. So to lead and live with an intention, it means everything you're bringing it back, as you just said and did, you're bringing it back to that center, that heart space yeah. that I think is the truest most truest place within ourselves if that if that makes sense I don't know if that's the right word that's so beautiful heart-based desire I love that yeah Yeah. so do I I love it yeah especially because I'm a very type a go 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 as you might relate to you know goal setting person I love I love goals I love achieving things and ticking things off but every once in a while I love pulling or as much as much as I can pulling myself back to okay how can I make this more of an intention that's softer and more heart-centered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are very, um, uh, someone who has a full and likes rushing around doing a lot of things, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, you are, I know. Which also, it's always intrigued me um, because you're also a very calm person. So uh, it's always, well, you're shaking your head at me, but you are, you know, (laughs) and because... Um, I can actually feel all the time whenever I speak with you, whenever I am with you, that you do practice and lead in the way with what you believe, like mindful living. I, I can feel that that is what you live by. Um, and I think that's just so, yeah, probably even more so since you've been studying and now you are a yoga teacher, I think that's, has that extended your you know, your own practice of all of this as well, being yoga yes. teacher. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I really, I really appreciate that because that is my aim. Like I, I'm not perfect. I'm just like everyone else, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to. Uh, but, but for me, that is one of my highest values is to live a peaceful life. Honestly, yes. that's something that's really high up there with well-being. So yes. I have worked really hard over the last you know, maybe six, seven, eight years. I've worked really hard on that because a lot of people have said that to me that I come across calm and relaxed, which I am a lot of the time. I'm not always, but I have done a lot of work to get to that place. And I'm, I am proud of myself that, you know, I have done that work because before I wasn't in that place at all, I was, I had a lot of anxiety and, stress that I didn't even realize how much I was carrying around and I I couldn't sit to do a one minute meditation if I tried 10 years ago I know me either it's amazing (laughs) yeah Yeah. so so it it, you know and I think it's nice for people to hear that when they realize that you know it's a journey wherever you are now you can get to somewhere else if if that's what you want and then you can connect well in some ways I think it can also make you very relatable and I hope for myself as well because I I remember Steph very much I used to be that person who thought there's no way I could ever meditate no way like I mean I used to just be someone who was you know long distance runner that was my only way of dealing with stress and anxiety and my life has changed completely from that um but you know, I just, I'm, 
I feel like through uncertain times and challenging times, I'm just so grateful for the person who suggested meditation to me in the first place, for this person who suggested that, Katie, this is probably what you most need right now. And to, yeah, I don't know. It's quite, I just find it, I I will say I find it quite a beautiful thing in, in others when they say to me, yeah, Katie, I was that person too, as I know you were, that, you know, you couldn't imagine yourself meditating, but now you're living your life, you know as a yoga teacher and as a mindfulness teacher, you know, living these things that you never thought you would and supporting others in this way. And I think it's just so beautiful and enriching. So, yeah. Thank you. Yes. And, and you know what, like it just made me think when you were saying that the challenging times that we're going through now, it, it, just because I have, you know, and you as well, we, we might have these practices and these, tools that we've built up over time these skills in our toolkit of well-being that we can turn to when we need to mindfulness meditation yoga whatever it is for each person it doesn't mean that you know i'm still challenged at times and a few weeks ago for example this this current situation we're facing i was triggered again with anxiety and fear and i i very much felt that strongly and that was a good test that just gave me a little you know reminder of wow this is how I used to feel on a daily basis and now it's being brought up again for a reason, obviously because of what's happening. So it was a good reminder for me to, okay, go back to the things that do work, that do help. And, and it's okay. It doesn't mean it, you know, it doesn't mean you fail yeah. anyway. It's just going back to those things that really work. So, yeah, you know, I mean, we might work in certain professions, but we're not perfect either. We beings and that again makes us more relatable I hope so um, I understand that completely I've had a whole range of feelings myself with what's going on but um, you know to have those resources to go back to is just you know so vital and necessary Um, Steph when you were feeling in that place of feeling fear and anxiety yourself um, what were a couple of things that you that you knew to do for yourself that changed that and shifted something for you the first one was definitely mindfulness meditation was just yes. sit down. Even if it's not a formal practice, just sit down, take a few deep breaths, give my mind to give my mind just some breathing space. And that's when I was able to straight away acknowledge and realize, wow, Steph, you just got caught up in all this fear on the news on everything. You got totally sucked into it, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I noticed what had happened for me. Yeah. Just pausing, taking a few deep breaths, slowing down physically, and then noticing how my thoughts had changed. It, it yeah. gave me insight and awareness. And I was able to take a step back and say, wow, look what just happened because of maybe who you were talking to, because of what you were consuming and watching the news. Look how that affected you and where you went. And that, it's not a bad thing, but I just realized it. Yeah. So that that taking that time to pause and reflect on what was happening internally for me gave me a bit more space and insight. That was the first step, I think. The second step was then it made me reevaluate. So I had to sort of say, Steph, okay, so, and, and this is what I do. I do, I do um, sometimes practice self-talk <laughs> where I literally talk yeah. to myself. Hey, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'd love you to share if you want to share. Yeah. So, and I, I did that a few weeks ago when it kind of all um, went down here in Melbourne in terms of 
our current situation, I, after just calming down a little bit and realizing where things were at for me, I was like, Steph, do you want to get sucked into this? Do you want to stay with these fearful thoughts? Do you have, do you want to feel these emotions? Do you want to get caught up in this panic and rush to the shops and buy things? Because I was starting to feel that, um, you know, that collective fear and urgency and urgency. Yeah. And so I did give myself a bit of a little chat and say, but Steph, these aren't your values. You know, what are your values? What do you believe in? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to feel every day? All these kinds of, you know, big questions. Mm, yeah. And, and I, I did. I said to myself, how, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to live your life in fear? Do you want to live your life with these kinds of thoughts and feelings every day? Or do you not? So that kind of, I don't know what you'd call that, sort of reflection on, yeah. on your values and, and how what's important to you in life. That yeah. really helped me because that reminded me that for me personally, my journey for most of my life has been trying to overcome fear. So I definitely don't want to live with that fear. That's my own um, choice, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of stage two. Yeah. And then stage three was, okay, so I came back to my values, how I want to live my life, how I want to show up during challenging times. Mm-hmm. And stage three was, okay, so what helps me every day stay connected to those values? Um, and, it, and it's those daily practices, connection with friends, positive conversations, positive uplifting consumption, um, yoga, sunshine, walks, all my own personal sort of self-care things coming yeah. back to them. So that was sort of, yeah, those were kind of the stages I, I went through. that that sort of yeah if that makes sense stage one absolutely I think that's really helpful for people listening in yeah I do a lot of talk to myself as well and you can (laughs) feel like a crazy person but it it makes a lot of sense when you have a conversation with yourself in your head and you sort of I imagine myself as kind of this separate person if I'm in that if I'm in a space like that where I'm having a conversation it's, it's like I'm talking I'll take myself to a place where I'm talking to the different person of me and then I'll sort of be saying things to that different person and then there comes a point where they meet in harmony. That sounds really strange, but that's something, yeah. I actually do an exercise like that, like that with client, with um, counselling clients sometimes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would know that from negative self-talk to, you know, like talking to the... The parts. The, the, yeah, the parts yep. therapy, yeah. yeah. It can be really valuable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's yeah. helpful, you know, sometimes you've got, if you're lucky enough to have people in your life that can, your partner or a friend or whoever it is, that can be that person for you. But sometimes we need to, we need to do it for ourselves. Yeah. Give ourselves that hip talk. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is such an emotion at the moment, isn't it? Amongst a lot of us, fear. Yes. And, um, you mentioned to me that you've, um, well, you mentioned here, but you've mentioned to me that, you know, coming back to your values has been really important. Um, and I think that's really beautiful for for us all to reflect on for ourselves what our values are um, and how we want to show up mm-hmm. for ourselves, for each other. Um, so, Steph... I know that you have said that um, you want to reflect on what a peaceful life looks for me. Um, what does a peaceful life feel like and look for you? Mm. 
Another great question. <laughs> well, I, I did start thinking about this because, as I just mentioned, when the fear came up, the uncertainty, it made me question, okay, so how do I really want to live my life? Not just when things are going well, but when things are really challenging. Yeah. And, um, for me, that is one of my, my biggest goals and values in my own personal life is to live a peaceful life. Yeah. Uh, I guess peaceful, yeah, can mean, can mean so many things for different people. But I guess I, I kind of link it back to a deep trust within myself that everything's yeah. going to be okay and that yep. even if I don't feel <laughs> super blissful and calm and I'm, you know, radiating peace, yeah. necessarily somewhere deep within me there's a faith or a trust of underlying that piece if that happens yeah excuse the barking dog that's outside right now yeah okay. yeah um, absolutely so it's an inner peace within as well as the ways that you embrace your outer world with, with more peace yeah in more peace yes yeah you're right yep totally yeah that inner peace and it's i mean i always go back i love the analogy of the calm in the center of the storm that it doesn't matter what is going on within you with around you sorry externally yes. you can always find that peace and that calmness within yourself and yes. i think that takes time to experience if you if you really do in a sense need to experience that yourself to to understand that concept i think i don't know yeah. like, curious to see what you think but I remember for years I heard people saying that peace is an inside job and and you know be that find your inner calm and I hadn't experienced that so mm. I couldn't relate to it but until I had that experience where okay I mean chaos around me whether it's physical chaos or mental stress or emotional stress around me or noise whatever is going on finding that that deep calmness within yourself mm. um, which I link to faith and trust Mm. Uh, but I know it can be different for people. I think sometimes um, it's not until something happens that people um, are actually, um, I don't know, don't really like the word forced, but it's true, a forced to sort of find some sense of calm within. Um, that's what happened in my own life, I know, but um, and I know for many people that's how they find it. But I'm feeling a, a lot for people at the moment who who are feeling a lot of fear and anxiety and stress and you know that I care so much about mental wellbeing. Mm. Um, and because I get a sense that a lot of the people who are struggling with it are people who live very full and busy lives and um, are now sort of struck with, well, what do I do and how will I cope and how will I manage this? And um, until now, haven't really had these practices of, of being able to find inner peace and inner calm. Um, I think a lot of people are now, um, you know, frantically, and we spoke about this before we even had this podcast, we just spoke yeah. about how, you know, the real world is sort of, the real world's still going on, but our connection with people in real life is stopping at the moment. And so everything's now frantically being sort of translated into an online space mm -hmm. and people are frantically wanting to do their exercise programs online and people are frantically wanting to catch up with people and be part of these spaces and all online. And we're just filling that void again with busyness and frantic and frantic 
life in some ways. Um, so I've really been reflecting on on my compassion for people who 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 don't have these meditation practices, who don't know mindful living practices, who only you know know how to find calm by running it out, by exercising it out. And I guess, um, yeah, I would. That's why I'm you know, wanting to encourage people to talk about how they're feeling, to talk about things, to take time to step, to slow down and to step back and to reflect and to pause and all the things that you've said and that I believe in so much. Um, yeah. Because that's what's yeah. going to bring more calm to ourselves and more calm to us all. Um, but unfortunately, I think it, it takes challenges and uncertainty in time for us all to, to come to a place where we're even willing to do that. Um, yeah. Yes. And that, and what you just said, the willingness. Yeah, I, I think it scares a lot of people. And I, I think I don't know if you can relate to it, but I do remember a time where, if someone said to me, "Just stop, pause, focus on how you're feeling, notice what's happening," it, it's it's very scary to do that when you've yeah. never done that before. And if if you feel you might not have the resources to cope, or you're yeah. if you've never done that before, it can be scary because. I think there's this idea that if you're to, to feel that inner peace, you have to surrender somewhat. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You have to, there's some element of surrender that has to happen. And that feeling I think is very scary for people because the, it can be interpreted as, well, if I'm surrendering, what am I losing? What am I giving up? What am I making myself vulnerable? Um, yeah. Towards? And what am I risking? You know, does it, does yeah. that, I don't know oh, so much so, Steph. Yeah. so it's, I, I feel for people, like you said, exactly the same, but, and, and over the years, same working with, as you would know, in counseling and teaching people meditation, even teaching people yoga, it's scary sometimes to just turn within yourself and face everything that's there mm. in your thoughts and your feelings mm. to, to the quiet, because if you've never done that, you're not sure what's there and it yeah and things can come up can't they you know in these yeah. times yeah but you know I've, I've been reminded so so many times just recently um because i'm conscious with what i take in but i've been still wanting to take in um you know some beautiful you know calming messages that i'm aligned with you know that are part of and i think that there, there are a lot of feelings and emotions that come up in these spaces um but now is the time to be to be doing this <laughs> because at some point the world is going to change again and we're all going to be rushing back to normal. Well, I won't be, but some people will be rushing back to normal. Um, and I just think that what, um, what a waste <laughs> if we don't use this time um, to our best advantage our best opportunity for ourselves to develop some resources for ourselves to cope with challenging times now i've had a lot of challenging times in my life so this isn't the first time that i've experienced you know deep uncertainty around me so i've had this in my life to a huge degree um and yeah i just i just think what a waste if we don't use this time you know to to learn some tools and things that we can draw on in the future, you know? Yes, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it comes back to what, it, what we were saying before, or I guess my, what I mentioned about 
getting to the end of my life and wanting to say I lived my life fully. Well, now is a time where you've been, you know, a lot of us have been given that opportunity to say, okay, this is life. Let's peel back the layers and come back to the truth and to a really full, rich experience of life as messy as it is. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, you know, mental health is already on the incline and we've only just begun here. So, you know, it's really important, I think, that people that people know that there are people that they can talk to, like, I mean, you and I in the roles that we do, um, where you will feel supported to, to go to those, you know, if, if you are scared of going to those places and feeling those emotions and, and talking about things about what will come up, as you've said, in, you know, if it's surrender and letting go. And, yeah, I mean, it can be daunting, but, you know, there are people that you can talk to who will, you, who will support you through that and it's important. I think as well yes, to do that. Definitely. That's a good point, Katie. Definitely, you, you, sh- you know, anyone out there should never have to think they should go through it al- alone. You know, reach yeah. out to someone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How do you hope, Steph? For um, or, or how do you not hope, but how are you choosing? And would you have a vision of yourself choosing? this as an opportunity, this uncertainty is an opportunity now to change, to change you and, and your life. For myself personally. Yeah. Yeah. How am I, sorry, can you repeat the question? How would you choose to, this is something I've been reflecting on is how will I choose to allow this, this time of uncertainty as it unfolds to change me? Because I think it will change all of us. Um, and I know that I I know my own personal reasons that I want it to, to change me. I, I hope that it changes me um, in ways that I understand myself even more. Um, uh, I hope that it changes me in a way that I um, have a, even a deeper understanding of other people through pain and suffering um, and that I have a deeper understanding of compassion. Um, I also hope that it changes me in a way that um, I want to make some bold and courageous choices for myself in my own life and keep keep having visions of my life ahead. I don't want to give up hope of that. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, I think that's yeah. sort of, you know, I still want to have that beacon of light. Um, yeah. How do you think or how do you choose that this time will change you? Yeah, that is a, it's a, a good question to reflect on, isn't it? Um, it's something that you'll just lean into each day, really, day by day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think what instantly comes to me is that, I mean, you mentioned a few things. I definitely want to keep learning more about myself, but I hope as well I will gain a deeper understanding of what is really, truly important to me. and yeah. and yeah, stripping it back to what is really, really important to me and what I highly, highly value. One thing I do, I do really, well, I would love, let's see what happens, but I would love to feel as though that I come out of this learning how to be less bothered by by small things in terms of and that links to, to coming back to what's important, but being less bothered or less worried about what others think of me or 
less bothered when things don't go perfectly right or you yeah. know, having a better understanding of this is how the way the, the, the way the world works that if something yeah. doesn't go perfectly the way I think it should be being okay with that so getting yeah. better at that at that um, because this situation has meant for, for a lot of people lost you know opportunities that were present suddenly lost or you know and having to just surrender and go with the flow now because things have changed you know yeah. whether in a business or whatnot um definitely yes a deeper connection um i can relate to that because i i'm fascinated by people and how we yeah, as, human, as you, human, you would be i know human psychology yes. yeah me too fascinated yeah. by how we choose to react and how we're what influences us and our perceptions and oh. yeah um, do you know what I love about both what how you and I see it though the same is that you and I don't necessarily get so frustrated by it. We're from where we are more fascinated by it than frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I've noticed that it's interesting and I, I'm really grateful for this actually because I'm not I don't find that people's actions at the moment, I mean, some people's actions are, are pretty awful and inconsiderate would be the right word. But I'm fascinated by it and I have actually a psychology interest in in why people are acting in certain ways because you know when things are out of control people do what they can for things to be in control and um yeah people's actions do interest interest and intrigue me and yeah um i know that you are you know like me don't you know not very judgmental of others so you know i know that's something that we share yeah in common yeah i think it's a yeah, when people are really challenged and pushed to the edge, you know, sometimes it, yeah. it who you are or you see your true colours in a sense and that's fascinating to, to observe from a non-judgmental place, of course. Yeah. But I think because we've, yeah, I think because we've both worked in mental health, perhaps we have more of an understanding of that as well, is that, you know, when, when mental health is impacted, then human behaviour just changes dramatically, you know. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fascinating for me to watch in other people, but also myself. I mean, gosh, the other week I was pretty shocked just with myself that I got caught yeah. up in that pack mentality of, oh, run to the shops and, and buy things. And I'm like, yeah. that's not me. But it was so interesting to see how I, I just as human, was affected as well. So that yeah. was fascinating. So, yeah. First instinct. It's like a first instinct, isn't it, the human behaviour? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a fear, a fear response, but then a pack response, you know, and like, let's get in, what can I do in control? And I don't know. Yeah, it is very yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. So I think it'll be a time for us all to really, if, if, if we embrace it, to learn a lot about ourselves mm. and about each other and yeah. hopefully learn more about how we can live more, live in this world or in our community with more harmony and, and more connection. Yeah. Peace between us. That's my one of my, I guess, dreams or that I hope that coming out of this, more and more people have more compassion for each other and realise how we're actually all in this together. That is something I'm coming back to a lot, I think, when, I, when I'm a bit anxious or worried about this situation. I'm trying to think, I really hope that once this is over, all over and it will be over, I hope that there are some positives, the silver linings to the experience where Maybe as a race, we're more compassionate, we're more connected, we're, yeah. we work more collaboratively together. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, I think it's beautiful to to be to have those down as, you know, what did you say? Heart-based desires, intentions, you know, a heart-based desires. And as I heard you listen to you talking, I just thought, yeah, I think it's really a beautiful, it could be a beautiful time for anyone who's wanting to, to create some of these intentions as well for how, how you choose this time, you know, to change you as an opportunity. In, in what ways do you, do you choose this to change, you know? Um, Definitely for me and for many people, I'm sure, um, you know, it's bringing myself back to what's important, um, you know, um, connections, relationships with people, what, what's important with that. Um, if you've got children, you know, your family, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want, what do you actually want to do and, and do in your life? How do you want your life to look like? Yes. Um, how am I living my life now? How have I been living it? And what hasn't been working in it, you know, and how can I then use this opportunity to make some changes for myself, you know, in my future? Um, and to really, you know, that takes, it takes braveness. Is that a word? And it takes courage. It definitely takes courage, but it's, it's certainly um, something that I'm leaning into and I would be encouraging other people to lean into this time as well. You know, how do I choose this time to change me? Um, yeah, um, individually and yeah. my part yeah. in it as a collective, yeah. Um, oh, I could keep talking to you about a lot of things, but I suppose I should. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Steph, probably before we, we finish, um, as a yoga teacher, of course, you're not doing online classes. I mean, you're not doing in-person classes anymore. You're, you are creating something, aren't you? Um, that's going to be online for people, um, some yoga videos and things, classes. So I really love you to talk about that because um, I'm sure that's something that people would be interested in doing with you. Yeah. In terms of just my approach to yoga or what I'm hoping to share? Both. Both. Anything. (laughs) Anything at all. So, yeah, well, I guess, I mean, when I share yoga and I, I mean... I call myself a yoga teacher, but really I see it as sharing, you know, I'm, you are a yoga teacher. Yes. Yes. I am a yoga teacher, but it's such a individual practice that I see myself in a sense as as you might have, have, um, you might relate to as a counselor too. You're, you know, you're sort of a guide for someone guiding them to connect through the practice of yoga to themselves and to have their own experience of it. It's not me saying this is my way of yoga and it's the only way. You're facilitating their journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfectly put. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. Just facilitating yeah. and holding that space. Um, and it, it is an interesting time to try and learn how to do that in an online world, facilitating yeah. holding that space and, and that, you know, that change there. Um, but I guess because, you know, at the start of this conversation, talking the way I explained mindfulness, it's very similar to yoga. Yoga is about living your life with intention and, mm. and being connected to, to who you really are at your core and having yeah. that realisation of really who am I, how am I showing up in my life and what is my intention behind everything I'm doing and living. Yeah. So it's the same, the same thing with yoga. and. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for people to 
maybe if they haven't tried yoga, that is yeah. another opportunity that might be a, a pathway that helps them into yeah. finding out what their intentions are, who they are at a deeper level. It might not be for some. I'm definitely not one that just says it, you know, <laughs> it's a one-all yeah. kind of thing. Um, so will your yoga classes that you're going to be offering online, um, will they be videos that people can follow or will they be classes that you're going to be running that people can join in? How will, how will they look, do you think, for people? I think I'll do a bit of both. Um, at the moment, I've just pre-recorded um, some, you know, created those videos pre-recorded on my own and I'll yep. release some soon that people can sort of jump in and watch whenever they like. But yep. I would like to do some live interactive classes where yeah. I'm at home people can jump on for that connection because you yeah. talk to someone in real time and, and you can have a laugh together and you can practice together so yeah. I'd like to do some of those as well um but yeah so so they'll be coming but I guess like you know like everyone I'm trying not to to get caught up in the oh I must be creating and I must be productive during this time yeah but I I do obviously want to share what helps me in the hope that that it might help others as well during, as you know, as you yeah. said, at a time that's very hard for people's mental and emotional well-being, and yeah. there's not often um, a lot of focus on that. So yeah, uh, every, everything that you offer will be so beneficial, Steph. But you know, as we said to each other, you know, not just now, but you know, I just absolutely love the way that you're you're taking your time with it, and you're you know, you're really taking time to create you know, in your own time, it's really practicing what you're talking about, you know, is not rushing in and, and adding to the, you know, the rushiness and the busyness, you know, on online and making it all adaptable now. There's plenty of time and space for you to pause and reflect and to make it what you want it to be in ways that you know are going to be supportive. So I, I think it's a really beautiful thing in itself that how you are creating is honouring how you live your life. And I think that anyone listening to this who is interested in doing Steph's online yoga, it's really important to know that Steph is actually doing this with a lot of her own heart intentions here, um, which is beautiful energy that you're putting into it all, Steph. You know, not rushing, but actually it's just so you. It's so authentic for you. And I just, I just think there's nothing more beautiful than that. So... Thank yeah. you. Thanks, yeah. Katie. That's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll put a link below um, for is the best place for people to find you through your website and, and, just, and they'll receive things through there or... Yeah, um, yeah. website, which I, I do have a few like free meditations on my website. Um, yep. But also my Facebook page is probably where I'll post some more videos Okay. Links to yoga specifically. So yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll put a link to that for people listening at the at the bottom, the show notes they call it, um, to your Facebook page so that they can see. Um, I know that Steph also has a newsletter you can sign up to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm sure that she'll share some details there too. Um, Steph, before we finish, did you want to did you want to say and share anything else with anyone listening in today? <sighs> Other than a huge thank you to you, I've loved this conversation. Oh, that's okay, <laughs> loved it. Um, I guess I just feel called to keep reminding people, and obviously we've been talking about this the whole time, but I just feel called to keep reminding people just keep coming back to the here and now. You know, just take a few deep breaths, 
just pause whenever you need to. Just yeah. it's that simple. Just take a few breaths and notice the breaths. And that's it. There's nothing, you don't have to overcomplicate that you have to practice mindful living or meditation or you have to throw yourself into something. Just, you know, strip it back. Take a few breaths and pause. Yeah. That, that's all I just want to keep reminding people. And then yeah. whoever wants to hear that message will hear it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for this chat. It was beautiful. Oh, I'm going to take a big breath now as I just, yeah, taking Steph's beautiful words then. I think there's such benefit for all of us in just oh, taking a big breath and pausing, stepping back. If you've been listening to this somewhere and you've been, you know, doing something at the same time, maybe just stop doing what you're doing and just take a few breaths in and out and just notice where you are, notice what you're doing, just bring your, you know, your attention to this moment and, yeah, just to the calm that you can find within yourself and also a deep trust that you do have the resources within to, to be able to, navigate these stormy days um but yeah to take the pressure off and to take it you know steph started at the beginning of this episode she said taking it moment by moment and day by day and i think that's beautiful so take it moment by moment and day by day so thank you for everyone who's listened in today um it's been beautiful to share this conversation with steph and um yeah, I hope that you've enjoyed listening in and you can find all of Steph's details below in the link that I'll put. Um, and, yeah, you, I know that many people will benefit from her yoga that she's offering online soon as well and back in person when we are able to do that in the future. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to continue a conversation with me about anything in this conversation today or anything at all about well-being, holistic well-being and especially mental well-being right now, um, then please do reach out and continue a conversation or you can contact me through my website at katiejanewellness.com and, um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you if you, if you would like some support. Um, if you'd like to have a chat with me on this podcast, have a compassionate conversation, then I really invite you to do that as well. So, Today, thank you so much for listening in. It's just, um, it's a real pleasure to record these episodes um, and especially to share these compassionate conversations with um, people in my life who I feel deeply connected to. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, until next time, stay well, stay calm and bye for now. <laughs>